0: Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey you guys, welcome back to the show this week. I'm so excited to be with you and do a bit of an update on my journey with creating AI digital products that I am selling in my Etsy shop. I there's a whole lot that has happened since we last talked about this and I want to give you the skinny. And we're also going to chat about Etsy's new gift mode and I'm going to give you some suggestions about how I think um, it's a good idea to position yourself and your products to take advantage of that. If you don't know what, we're talking about, what I'm talking about, I will explain it when we get there. So just a few items of housekeeping at the very beginning. The first thing I want to make sure that you know is that I have a YouTube channel. It's the How to Sell Your Stuff YouTube channel and all of the podcast stream there, but I'm also creating additional content, a little more tutorial based, so shorter form which I'm sure for some of you will be very exciting since I tend to yammer on here and also visual. So it's really nice to be able to see what I'm clicking on, what I'm, you know, what I'm referring to. And I'm creating more and more content over there. And I would love for you to join me. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, it'll be linked in the show notes for you as always. And the other thing I want to make sure that you know is that I'm always taking applications for from you guys, from the listeners to be on the podcast as a guest and share your Etsy story. So I get a pretty regular trickle of these. There's always a link every week in the show notes to do that if you kind of scroll down a bit further in them in whatever app you're watching on, but I'll put it a little higher this week in case you'd like to apply. Here are the rules. The first thing is you have to have at least 100 sales. Um, that's kind of when you start to get your sea legs and know what, you're, know what you're about, know what you're doing, and have some great tips to share with the audience. The second thing is that you cannot have any trademark or copyright violations in your shop. That's that can get both of us in trouble if we highlight it. So I have been um, having to decline guests that have any kind of infringing um, intellectual property infringing uh, posts or posts listings in their shop. And then um, you are a great candidate if you've got just kind of a, a fun story. Maybe you've gone from struggling, it took you a while to get going, and now you're having success and you can kind of tell why, or you would it would even be great if you were like successful right out of the gates and you'd have amazing insights to share. So those are some things to think about. The other thing is um, you know, if you sell something that we haven't talked about on the podcast or haven't, you know, at least in the last six months, you have kind of a unique product. I would love to. to to talk to you. So please go ahead and there's a little survey questionnaire where you can apply to be on the podcast. And I will go through your application, get back to you as quick as we can. And I'll either like let you know why it won't work out or I will get you, we'll get you on the schedule and we'll get cracking. Um, Those have been so fun though, because like who more do we want to hear from than our own community? It's completely, it's literally what it's all about. So we love sharing those and don't be shy. You know what I'll tell you, People will say, like, especially if I reach out to someone cold, for some reason they have a really cool Etsy story. They're like, oh, I'm so nervous to be on um, you know, like audio and video, that's super out of my comfort zone. And for some people, yeah, it's just the stage fright is too much, it is. And some people kind of know in their gut, oh, it's makes me a little nervous, but I'm I've gotta make myself do it. I've gotta take that little step out of my comfort zone. And what I will tell you again and again and again that I hear from those guests is, oh my gosh. Lizzie, I talked myself up onto this whole like scary thing and you made it so easy. So I promise talking to me is like talking to the oldest friend. I will make it so easy on you. You will barely even know that you're being filmed. I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it seamless. So um, if that's you, if you can feel the, the lump in your stomach or the sweet little butterflies, go ahead and apply to be a guest and I'll get back to you as quick as I can. So um, the other thing that I want to talk to you guys about is that I have a class coming up called the Micro Niche Magic. That's like some good alliteration for you, right? Micro Niche Magic Live SEO Masterclass. So um, this is something I have been planning for a little while. I'll give you the details in a minute, but it's, I really want to start with why. I do shop reviews and um, Etsy one-on-one coaching calls with you guys all the time. I get DMs and emails daily, many, every day from the audience, from thousands and thousands and thousands of you from Etsy who are struggling, who need help trying to figure out why the the products in your shop are not selling. So it's been really fun actually being a coach, being in this seat, because I get to see way more than I did just as a shop owner myself. I'm learning so much just from getting to dive into it with y'all. And there is a mistake that literally 99% of people that I talk to make. It's literally one thing, one tweak that they need to make to start making sales. It's so interesting to me that every single time it's like the same thing. And that is that their shop products are too broad. Either the designs themselves, like what they're selling, is too broad and too generic, or the SEO they're using to describe it is too broad and too generic. I'm telling you, this is more than higher than nine times out of 10. What is happening? And I realized that there's like a major need from you guys to need to learn how to find the micro niches. Basically, Etsy has millions of sellers, right? And many of them are selling some of the same things. And so, I always give um, this example that if you are trying to sell to moms, that's obviously a massive niche with a lot of demand. And there are hundreds of thousands of mom shirts on Etsy. So if you are new, you are not a massive, successful shop already, and you are trying to compete with mom shirt in your product title, and it says mama life or something like that on the shirt i know i'm giving a print on demand example but it could be anything i see this with with every niche whether it's handmade print on demand and digital we're all being way too generic so if you have like mom life and you're one of 500,000 listings that say mom life you are not going to be able to you're not going to get sales people aren't even going to see your product even if you were to pay for ads and kind of get on the first couple of pages the customer's eyes are going to go straight to the ones that already have a bestseller badge or have thousands of reviews. It's just not the way to break into the market. You have to find the micro niches. This is the way that new sellers are going to be able to break in and have sales. And I'm going to prove it to you actually with with the story I'm going to tell of what has happened with my digital product shops, literally application of how this has worked. You have to go in and find out, okay, how can I get more specific than mom and mama? You have to do the research on Etsy to figure out where can I hone in? I've given the example before. A micro niche might be Taekwondo mom. And I throw that out because it's random. I haven't actually researched that one to see if that's an in-demand keyword. And and some people will try, well, okay, I'll go with dog mom. It's still way too general. There's millions of listings for dog moms. But if you go into a Chihuahua mom or a Chowini mom, you've got a whole, now you've got, yes, there's fewer people searching for it, but there's way less competition. And there's still a passionate market looking for Cheweeny mom stuff. Okay? You have to find the micro niches. So because I'm seeing this over and over again, I am going to host a live uh, live masterclass. And the reason I'm gonna make it live is so that we can interact. Because I know that like for some folks, like a one-on-one coaching is not your thing, but if you can be on live and you could put something in the QA like, hey, Could we talk about bead jewelry and do a search on that? And then I can be like real time. Yes, let's do that. So I'm going to host a live. I love the alliteration. um, Micro Niche Magic is what I've called it. Micro Niche Magic Live SEO Masterclass. The live event is going to be on Thursday, February the 29th, 2024 from 6 to 8 p.m. And we're going to do two hours. We're going to do at least a 30 minute Q&A near the end of that. And um, I am going to show you like there should be no reason after this that someone in the how to sell community does not know how to find micro niches and how to find hidden opportunities on Etsy that are going to help them get sales because we're going to get much more specific in who we're targeting than mom or just even, even, um, I'm seeing this with purses, even just like a shoulder bag. Like we have to get more specific and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you every secret I have on how to find it how to, how to set up your listing so that you are leveraging it. I'm gonna show it all to you. So um, if you can join us for that, you can grab the link in the show notes to save your seat. For my podcast listeners, you can save $50 with the code SAVE50 if you put it in at checkout. You're gonna get the two hour class, you're gonna get the recording, and you're gonna get as a bonus my SEO workshop is gonna come with it. You're gonna get that added on, so additional couple hours of SEO training, which is gonna be really helpful for you. You can save $50, so you can get it down to you know $147, whatever $50, $50 off is with save 50 And if that is, is more than what you can do, I've set up a payment plan option. So you can get in for just $76. You can just do three payments of $76 on a payment plan. If you know you need to be there because you need to understand how to find micro niches, you've got to be able to do the research yourself. You can get in for just $76, and then it'll be two more months of that. But I hope that so many of you can come. Within 12 hours, I'll have the recording out and you'll be able to watch it if you're not able to attend live and so that you can go back and review it because there's a lot of steps. So I want you to be able to dig into the details, sit with it, go through it a few times if you need to, and then you'll be able, after you see all the examples we're going to do, you'll easily be able to apply it to your own niche. And if you're not even on Etsy yet, this is even better for you because you're going to be able to find... An opportunity, a hidden opportunity that isn't super saturated before you even start. This is like, this is ideal for someone who still needs to get started on Etsy and is trying to figure out what to sell. So I'm super excited. It's going to be freaking awesome. I've gotten addicted to the lives with you after we did some for um, for AI AI products. So looking forward to that Thursday, February 29th. More details in the show notes. And moving on, I want to give you an update on my digital shop journey. So my goals especially right now, because we're getting ready to move. It has been to focus on passive income on Etsy, things that once I create them, they can sell on repeat. I'm not having to do anything or follow up with anything or having a whole bunch of customer service after the sale happens. For this phase of life right now, that is perfect for me. So if you have not heard the backstory, I will catch you up quickly. Back in October, 2023, um, last year I opened a print-on-demand shop. I still have it. It's just on vacation mode because I can't manage all that right now that shop did great and it still will be fine. But, um, anyway, in the fall I was searching for specifically for, um, kids mock-ups because my daughter wanted me to add some kids designs to my shop. And so, so I'm on Etsy searching and my normal shops that I go to that have like really high quality mock-ups and everything, they did not have any. And I was like, man, there's slim pick on the kids mock-ups. But I was starting to see in the search results that there were some new shops that had appeared that were selling kids mock-ups that were like really good. I was like, oh my gosh, these are new. Like the last time I checked, this wasn't here. And I went in and I found them. And what caught my attention was, you know, I'm looking for a um, a model waiver on the notes of the mock-up shop, because especially with kids, you've got to be careful, like using a kid's picture to, to make money. I'm looking for a child's model waiver and I'm not seeing anything. And I'm like, reach out to the shop. Well... It turns out that all of these new kids mock-ups that came out of nowhere were generated by AI, by artificial intelligence, using a uh, pro, an AI program for art called Mid Journey, which is particularly strong for creating photographic quality images. And this just intrigued the heck on me. Like not only was it I able to fulfill what I needed for my mock-ups, but I, you know, me, I I can't even help myself. I'm like looking at these shops and they were, you know. I think there were like five top players at that point. And I always look at three to five whenever, whenever I'm doing research because I want to compare. I don't want to just believe one. And I go in and all of these shops are making thousands of dollars every month. I mean, they are selling these these AI mock-ups like hotcakes. And their shops have only been open for a few months. That's the part I really couldn't believe was how many sales they were getting, how much money they were making. And it had only been a few months. They were generating crazy passive income, and I think for me the big thing is, uh, you know, as someone who's like worked with a photographer before, I'm just because these are generated by AI, but I'm just like they have four thousand listings in their shop, and they've only been up for a few months. How could they possibly do that that fast? Well, that's the beauty of Mid Journey. So I, I was just so intrigued and so excited, and what it ended up doing was <laughs> inspired me to open one of these shops. So I started learning Mid Journey. I started creating um, AI mock-ups and I opened a shop and put these up. And so that is exactly, I want to talk you through what has happened since then. So that's October, 2023. That's about the time that I started generating mock-ups and started putting them in the shop. So as of today, the, what has happened is that first shop, it okay, that the one I opened in, in October, 2023, it currently has 156 listings, which isn't much. I am a slacker. But I've had over 220 sales and I have made $442 from it. The reason for that is because so far I've made the mistake in that shop of selling them one off and the one of the biggest AI mock-up shops on Etsy sells their... Um, sells their one off like you can get one mock-up for like 77 cents, something like that. And so as a new shop, I knew for my first couple hundred sales, since this person was getting all the best sellers and they were getting ranked so high, I needed to compete with the, you know, financially. And it didn't matter to me because I'm not I can't I'm not losing any money on it. As long as I'm covering the transaction fee and the listing fee. It's all gravy, right? Because I don't have to do anything and I can sell the same thing on repeat. I've raised them a bit now, but um, that was where I started. And I'm going to tell you where the actual money is, because obviously the people making thousands a month are not just making it off of 70 cent listings. So I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. But here was what was really interesting. The micro niche research that I was mentioning to you about before um, was how I kind of figured out how to break into how, like, honestly, those 200 sales came pretty fast. Most of them are not from They're from like Christmas and before people buying like holiday mock-ups and things like that. I have not been putting work into that shop. But what I did to break out and start getting sales on some of those first listings was I did some of this micro niche research and I looked into mock-ups and I found opportunities where... There were a lot of searches for specific types of mock-ups and there wasn't a ton of competition because if you're just gonna try to sell a mock-up for a white Bella and Canvas t-shirt, you're gonna have an insane amount of competition. But if you drill down, for example, there were some opportunities that I've done well on with kids, with like the Gildan sweatshirts, crew neck sweatshirts for kids. Hoodies are a bit harder, however, you can absolutely generate um, AI mock-ups for hoodies and those sell really great for kids. And then going after some of the holiday themes, like um, doing things like ornament mock-ups and just people staged in different ways for the holidays. People, especially if they're going to be able to buy that digital file super cheap, they are willing to get really specific about, you know, what the staging is for the mock-up. It's like a whole new, it's a whole new terrain for for the mock-up business. So what ended up happening though, as I went down that rabbit hole of doing the micro-niche research, I found an additional very passionate niche within the mock-up niche. And um, it was in the digital product space. So you can actually create mock-ups for digital products. And if you find a super passionate community that needs photography, images, social media images, these are the places where you can really niche down, find micro niches, groups of people. You could look at occupations, for example, and find people who would take very specific digital product mock-ups that just separates completely from you know the traditional mock-up niche so I found one of these and what it did was uh, here we go again inspired me to open a second mock-up shop because I wanted to try rather than it being a broad general shop and this is how I got distracted from the first one too this is like my um my toxic trait is getting distracted by the next side hustle but all works out well for you guys because I've got lots I can talk about but um I ended up really getting excited about, I want to go down this rabbit hole because it seems like there's a ton of searches for this micro niche within the mock-up space and I could create an entire shop around it. And so that is what I have done to the point of even creating an Instagram account just to see what that would do and give you guys um, information about like what would it look like starting an Instagram account from scratch and using it to drive business to um, to the digital product shop. So... The second shop, which I am more excited about, I opened the second one on December 2nd, 2023, and it currently has 125 listings. So, um, you know, we're looking at a little over two months. And then from that shop, I've had 233 sales already, but my earnings are $954. So almost $1,000 in two and a half months with only 125 listings, my mind is boggled because once I can get that up to 1,000 or 2,000 listings, we're talking about some much more interesting side hustle type of money. So let me tell you what has worked so well for that. The, it seems like in the mock-up space, and actually I would say depending on what you're selling, the digital product space generally, if you get really specific about the type of person that you are selling to, the real money is in bundles. Whether I have a, like an eight- Um, an eight product bundle that I sell over and over again. But what I sell constantly daily is my full shop bundle. And since I only have 125 listings, I'm selling it at $17 and I add new new templates, new mock-ups for them every single week. So it's like feeling like it's nice and it's growing and there's always choices for them. But I'm selling it for $17 and it is selling constantly. So some of the folks that I've talked to in the mock-up space that are making you know four five ten thousand dollars a month a lot of times they're there it's either a they've got a ton of listings and so they're selling a lot of one-offs and it's adding up in the volume but the other big thing is selling a full shop bundle or at least selling in bundles. It has been the magic that has made this work. And like I said, like my whole thing, I'm working with a VA now who is um, creating a lot of these for me. I'm generating them on mid-journey, but then she's packaging them for me because you know how I've only got so many, we've all got so many hours in the day, right? It's not something that, um, like this is my full-time thing is helping you guys producing this podcast, all of that, not running the Etsy shop. So I've got her helping me with that. My earnings more than cover all of that. I'm still bringing home, you know, several hundred dollars out of the total without after paying her. So totally, totally worth it. So I would really suggest you go after the the full shop bundle strategy when you're in the digital space and especially if you pursue creating A.I. mockups. So um, Mid Journey has been amazing. Uh, It's all about having the right prompt. So this has been something I've been studying and honing and perfecting is what happens is it's this uh, it's you interact with it online, obviously, and you type in exactly what you want and then it generates options for you. And from there, you can tell it more about, okay I like this option. Let's work with this one more. And then if you don't like one, you can ignore it and you can then tell it. You can actually like edit the option they gave you. So like, let's say I get one and it generates um, a sweatshirt that has text on it. Even though I said in my prompt, no text, it's not perfect. It's getting better all the time, but I can go in and I can hone in on a specific area. I can like basically highlight the sweatshirt and say, um, like redo this part to follow my prompt. So I can go in and fine tune. I can remove things. Um, I can zoom in or pan or change, you know, how, whatever I need to change about it. And then I can download it at a pretty decent quality. Like it's a photographic quality. You wouldn't know. Sometimes um, sometimes they can like make mistakes and I'll get like extra toes or extra fingers and I'll try to just edit that area. But um, the quality is is quite remarkable. And so uh, Mid Journey, you can start at $30 a month. Um, I do the $60 a month plan so that I can actually, uh, not only be on my own private server where I'm not having to deal with everyone else's art that they're creating, which is great when you're learning, you're going to learn a lot from watching what other people are typing in as their prompt and generating, but I like to keep mine private or be private. So I'm not dealing with all that noise, but also the other thing on the $60 plan is I've been able to, um, make it so I'm not searchable. So People can't find my, they can't be like looking up mock-up prompts and find me. They can't, you know, be able to find my images or find my profile. And that's been worth it to me because the laws are still completely up in the air with this stuff. And so anything you create with um, AI, especially if you don't make any edits to it whatsoever, you don't own any trademark or copyright to it, hasn't been a problem for me at all. But I also just don't need somebody who's like, basically trolling my mid journey and then uploading every single image I make to their own Etsy shop. Like they'd get into it. There'd be a lot more grounds for me to stand on. If someone was like coming to my Etsy shop and stealing those images to then resell it, I would definitely like to cut, you know, cut it off at the beginning of not me, had them not being able to come to my like mid journey profile, literally see every single thing I've ever created and just that's, that would be bad. So that's why I choose the $60 version. So The other thing I have learned through this, which really, really surprised me, I should have, I actually should have known before, but I did not realize it, and it's really surprised me. And it, um, it's kind of a big deal on Etsy. Is the so your Etsy account allows you to run a store, uh, a store or listing discount. Like you can run sales on your shop and on your products, and they have it in there where you can set it up, like what the sale is, how long it lasts, how much it's for, is it for a dollar amount, is it for free shipping, is it for X percent off. And um, you'll see that literally like the majority of big shops on Etsy do this and they have a sale that they are running all the time. And what they do is every morning or every 48 hours they go in and they reset the same sale again. And what it does, it's like, it's like brilliant in terms of marketing. What it does is it sets a timer on your shop. So if a shopper comes in they can see, like, let's say they come in at 9 p.m., they can see, like, oh, there's a 40% off sale, and it ends in two hours. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to buy it right now. I don't want to miss out on the sale price. And they're just restarting it all over again right away. And um, what it does is it creates buying decisions. Like I know that has happened to me a million times where I've seen that, you know, that, um what is it, like a timer showing like your time's going to run out to get the sale. And I did not appreciate before that this was a strategy that sellers were using, just resetting it and resetting it and resetting it. Well, this is something that I did as well, because this is like the way that I learned in the beginning, it wasn't, I didn't necessarily go read every single thing in the Etsy seller handbook as a new Etsy seller. I paid attention to what the best selling shops were doing and I copied them or like not copied what they were doing, but like oh, I paid attention to so you're making sure this is in your listing description. I'll make sure that I, I include that piece in mine as well. Whatever, you know, however they were running their shop. So I learned like, okay, run a run a 24-hour sale and this is a way to to promote buying decisions. So it turns out after like looking into this that that is, it, it's actually breaking the law. It is an FTC violation to run a sale every 24 hours on the same thing. It's And what it is doing is considered... um false or manipulative advertising because you're then inflating the actual price of the product. You're marking it up so that then when you sell it, um, it's, it's being discounted down to what it's really worth. And so it's just considered deceptive. So it's, it's one thing if you want to run a sale once a week, Or you want to? You can run a sale every single day, but just change up what products it covers. Like that's something to consider. But um, I just wanted to let you guys know it was like a huge bummer to me. I'm amazed that nobody has taken any action on Etsy. Like I even asked a whole bunch of my uh, my friends and colleagues, and like no one's ever heard of a problem about it. It's just something that everyone does, and that's just so interesting. Where we see them like cracking down on other issues and other things. So. I mean, do with that what you will. I personally decided to stop running um, ads every 24 hours. I put all my prices, you know, where they like where they really would be at the, you know, like what I want to sell them at when they show up in the search results. What do I want, you know, want them comparing against? And I have seen sales go down a little bit. Like I know that that unfortunately, the fact that the majority of the Etsy platform is using this tactic and nobody is holding anybody accountable whatsoever. Unfortunately, I'm going to lose out because I choose to follow the rules, but. That's just how I'm wired. (laughs) I'm a rule follower. And um, I'm gonna see if maybe like, so I was thinking about this, and if you've ever been to, like Hobby Lobby is one that I always think about, like they have a rotating sale. So every single time that you go into Hobby Lobby, there's a 30% off sale on like certain parts of the store, but it changes every week or so. Like it's a whole new rotation of different things that are on sale. And that's allowed. what is going to be a problem for me is I don't want to discount my, like I'm thinking about the pricing. If my full shop bundle is $17 and that's like the price I want to sell it at. Well, if all the time it's like, like, what am I going to, I'm, I don't know. I'd have to have it at like what, $50 all the time. And then only the couple days a week that it's on sale, whatever. So it's just, it, see how it just doesn't work. It's like a whole conundrum. So, um, I've thought about maybe trying to do the rotating thing, but I just think, I don't think that that's going to make my sales better than what I'm having right now. It's not like they've come to a total standstill. I've just noticed they've slowed down a little bit because not having the ticker uh, in front of the buyer on the on the pricing is is affecting it. I just have to follow my heart and integrity on it. That's where I stand. But the information is just for you to do with what you will. Uh, everything Everything in business is a risk and everything is a calculated risk. So we make our we make our decisions and we'll see if I come up with a better strategy around all that, I will let you know. I also the other thing that frustrates me is the FTC isn't specific about it. It's like they won't tell you, okay, here's the percentage where it shifts. Like it's okay to run a sale for three days but then that's the cutoff. Um, and so it's hard to know where the line is and I mean this is just like the law generally and so it's just hard to know like where what is okay and what isn't and it's all so um subjective and that's that's frustrating to me as a rule follower as well So okay let's move on and let's talk about Etsy's new gift mode. Um, gifts are are one of those trends that you can just always take to the bank on Etsy. It's always has been and always will be just a great way to make sales is to position your products as gifts. So if, if you haven't seen this yet, here's what happened at the top of Etsy's site and then the shopper app, there's now an AI powered gifting tool that helps shoppers find the perfect gift. And it allows them to search by like person, you know, like for aunt, for boyfriend, for, you know dog, <laughs> or by theme, such as like they can search by hobby or by interest. But it's all just intuitively AI auto-suggested to them rather than them having to type anything in the search bar. So the biggest takeaway that I think we need to have is I think it's going to have shoppers searching with even like more gifting language than ever before because it's the first thing that they see when they come on there. So even before, if they were if they were shopping for a gift, they might have typed in something different. Now they're just going to be using gift language because the, um, the AI tool itself, it has a ton of options, but it doesn't begin to have the majority of them. Like it's, it's, there's still going to be so many of you that have products that wouldn't be covered under any of those searches. And then people are going to end up in the search bar being like, okay, well, I actually need a yoga mat with oxalotls on it. And that's not in this gifting suggested thing. So I suggest that your listings should have the words um, in your titles and tags that line up with the searches that like gift shoppers are going to make. Um, make sure that if you're like all the listings you have that something could be giftable, that you've got gift in there somewhere just so that you're ranking it at, at some point on all this and, and hopefully someone will get specific enough to find you. Um, but I also think it's going to be more critical than ever to find those micro niche terms to help you rank in the search results because... We don't even know yet how this is going to change um, how buyers interact with search. And it makes me wonder, like, does Etsy actually, over time, will they change even more about how we interact with search? So for right now, your best bet, add gift to everything, um, gift for, but don't be too broad about it. Again, if you just do gift for mom, there are so, there are millions of competing listings. You're not going to get seen. You want to get more specific than that. Gift for Uh, you know, Bichon Frisee mom, gift for autistic um, child mom, something like that, getting much more specific. You want it in your title and in your tags. Um, And I'm going to make some more suggestions. I don't want you just changing everything yet, but wherever you can, you want to add that phraseology and you want to um, make sure that you're finding those micro niches to go after rather than just grabbing these broad, be like, well, Lizzie said add gift to everything, so I'm just going to say mom gift. No, 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 that's not going to help you. You want the word gift, but you want to get very specific about who it's for, and you want to niche down as much as you can. And then um, this is especially true if you sell items that are really giftable, but they're not necessarily one of the AI-suggested topics. And you can see what those are. I'm not going to re- read them to you. There's going to be too many to take the time. But if you go to Etsy.com or you open the Shopper app, the first thing you're going to see are all of the auto topics that they have there to suggest to shoppers, you know, what to like, what to search, like everything from like a hobby or interest to uh, an astrological sign to, I mean, it's like all over the map, how they're trying to help you search. It's really interesting. Very, very cool. As a, Actually, as a shopper, I'm ecstatic because a lot of times I go looking for a gift for somebody and I don't have an idea of what you know, what I want to give them at all. So being able to kind of look by their interests, you know, oh, they're a knitter. That's so helpful to go that way. If you join us for the Micro Niche Magic Live Masterclass, I will absolutely show you how to find these giftable terms, like Micro Niche gifting terms, with examples that you're going to be able to apply that same, um, the searching for your own products. You'll know exactly how to find them and where to put them on your listing. If you're hearing this and you're like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how to do that, Lizzie, because I want to make sure you guys are like, going to be able to take advantage of um, of gift mode. It's just, it's taking over the platform on too big of a level for us to not talk about it and um, and set ourselves up for success. So here are a few other ways that I would suggest that you optimize your shop for the gift mode. Um, first of all, this is so important. If you're multitasking, come back to me. I want you to, I want to make sure you hear this because you you just heard me say to change everything and add gift. If you have a listing that's already performing really well for you, meaning you're getting views, favorites, and sales, Never, ever, ever change a thing. Don't change the SEO. Don't change the pictures. Don't change anything that's performing well. You want to leave that one alone. What you want to do so you can capture even more business is copy or duplicate that listing, create a new one, and then use that to put in your gift optimization. So that's where you can put... Whatever terminal, you know, you can then wipe out the SEO, whatever you wrote for your product, your listing title, and you can put in gifting terms and your micro niche terms and other things to help you capture an even broader um, shopper base for that item. So that's the first thing. Don't change listings that are already doing well, but don't lose out. Use the duplicate listing feature. The second thing is um, I recommend that you add long tail keywords to your titles, descriptions, and tags for gift shoppers, such as, so like... The difference is there's a head keyword and that's something short like mom gift. And then there's a long tail keyword such as gift for corgi mom is a bit longer. You want to even get longer than that. That's still not that long, but it's to give you an example. Or here's another, this is a long tail keyword, personalized astronomy professor gift that you want to get really specific. And this is going to help you appear in searches, especially now with like the gift mode on the app and all of that. The other thing is um, to optimize your listings. You're gonna want to like look at your listing photo galleries and your descriptions, and you're gonna want to make sure that you have verbiage in there for gift shoppers. So it's a really different experience when you're shopping for something for yourself, um, you know, or your kid or something like that, versus you're buying something for your aunt. The way that you're thinking. You're, you're thinking, oh, this is there's like more that you want to know. Like they want to they know what to expect. They want to know what they're going to get. They want to know how to include a gift note, things like that. They want to know the turnaround even more. So those are the kinds of things that you want to make sure that you, um, you include in your photo gallery and your listing description. I see a lot of times shops put these kinds of things potentially in their listing description, but it's not in their photo gallery. And most shoppers will not look in your description. So I ended up, um, one of my mock-up shops... Over the holiday, I actually was able to sell a lot of the full shop bundle and I sold it as a gift. So again, like I told you, I got very specific about the micro niche that I was going to approach with this super passionate group of a specific type of person who would need this specific thing. So when they see it, they don't go, oh, will this work for like what I'm trying to do? Could this, could I make this work for this? They saw it and they go, that is exactly for me because it's everything is just specifically designed for this one type of person. So then I, what I did was I took the full shop bundle. I changed out some of the graphics. I just duplicated the listing and I made it like a gift for, and, um, I changed up. So like one of the things I did since it's a digital product is I added, they get a, um, printable, uh, what do you call it? Gift certificate. And so in the, I had to change the listing photos, right. To show here's like, you're going to get this gift certificate and here's um, here's what it's gonna say, and here's what you can edit. And then, you know, another slide that says, like, here's why um that person would love this, you know, things like that. I've changed it up to target the gift shopper as opposed to the person shopper. Um, it's like this. If you if you are super into Star Wars, this is not something we could ever sell on Etsy because it's totally trademarked or copyright. I'm just giving you an example of a very passionate micro-niche, our Star Wars lovers. A person who watches Star Wars probably knows all about it. I don't. I fall asleep every single time someone tries to turn it on. But um, they would know, like, you know, about droids and they'd know all the characters and they'd know things like that. Well, someone who has nothing, who knows nothing about Star Wars, wouldn't know what any of that means. So, again, like, if you are selling um, knitting products, for example, but a non knitter is buying something as a gift, they have no idea about that item and you just need to position it answering questions to someone who wouldn't know anything like, like what is a ball winder, <laughs> you know, what is a crochet hook versus knitting needles? You know, you might have to provide a little bit of education in there, but I'm now I'm officially beating a dead horse. So um, that's what I suggest on the gift mode. Uh, it's definitely important right now to make sure you're optimizing your listings for this as big of a push as it is on the Etsy platform. And, uh, you know, let me know if I can help you with any questions I hope I am going to see so many of you in the Micro Niche Magic Masterclass. Being live is going to be awesome. You're going to be able to ask questions. You're going to be able to get your specific um, niche product type and all of that covered. If you want to, I will be there addressing the Q um, and A uh, and being able to show you live in real time. Like here's what you need to do for this. So we'll make sure that the gift mode micro niche questions are answered as well. And, uh, I'm just going to make like, you're just going to walk away an SEO queen. Like you're not going to worry about it anymore. You're going to know this is, here's the last thing I want to say about this. If I didn't actually have this skill when I was running my own shop, the, when I first started my sign shop, there were a lot less, um, what do you call it? Sellers on Etsy. It was a bit of a different time. And it's been the last couple of years working with so many other sellers that I have learned the importance of, um, niching down and finding micro niches. And it was this exact uh, lesson learning this piece of being able to find these that a allowed me to open this second digital product shop and make a thousand dollars in the last like two months off of a brand new shop with nine, you know, what 97, I guess I sell them for a little over a dollar on those, the, the, the people mock-ups I sell for, um, you know, the 97 cents or something like that. But the other one that's really niche down, I'm selling them for a little more because I added in a template with each listing. But the point is, is I wouldn't have been able to break I wouldn't have even thought to find that if I hadn't known how to do this micro, micro niche research. It would have never occurred to me. And so it just opens up a whole new thing. And, and it gives me the confidence that going forward, no matter what I, I will never have to like, quote unquote, fail on Etsy again, because I can always go into a new endeavor or a, adding a new product or something like that and have some semblance of an idea of, is this going to work? And it's not, like foolproof. I haven't had everything just go perfectly, but knowing how to find micro niches and knowing that I need micro niches has made like literally the shop success I just had wouldn't have happened without that. So, um, I just, I hope that helps and inspires you. And I I look forward to seeing so many of you guys in that live class. It's going to be an absolute riot. Um, so, okay. So there we have it. That is the, um, update on the digital product shop. Please let me know if you have any questions about that. The, um, if you're interested in creating mock-ups with MidJourney, I do still have that workshop replay. Um, it's obviously not like the focus of today, but if you wanted to go through that class, I can link that for you as well. And then, um, there's a couple other things I'm chewing on right now that I'd be really curious, like DM me or send me an email if these things interest you. One of them is there's been this big pop of, um, something called MRR, which means Master Resell Rights. There's a bunch of people, I'm seeing it mostly on Instagram, and they are um, creating digital courses that you can buy and then you can resell so you don't have to build it yourself. And it's been really interesting. There's an account in particular I'm following that's doing this faceless. So they are not showing their face or anything on social media. They're creating content and videos to sell and they're making ridiculous money, um, they're but they're using faceless, faceless content to sell this stuff. And so if you have any curiosity about master resale rights, content, side hustles, things like that, let me know. It's something that is intriguing to me, and I've already reached out. I'm hoping I can get one of these people on the podcast to talk about it, but I'd really love to gauge your interest first. And then the second thing that I'm completely fascinated by is TikTok shop. Um, I have been studying that I'm working on. You have to get an account to 5,000 followers on TikTok to be able to um sell TikTok Shop and I don't want to sell it from my Etsy TikTok. Like that is for you guys, that is for Etsy sellers. That is not for me to be selling lip gloss or whatever I choose to sell in TikTok Shop, but I had a friend who in January made $50,000 on TikTok Shop and she's only been on there for a few months and she only had I think 13 no, she had 30,000 followers which I have almost that many on my Etsy account. Like it's actually, believe it or not, the virality of TikTok. It's not that crazy to get there. Let me know if you're curious about TikTok Shop um, and creating content for that. So I'm trying to kind of gauge some of these other topics that we might talk about in the future. But this has been so fun. I hope you're having an amazing week. Um, Thank you for hanging out with me and hearing all the updates and the gift mode suggestions and all of that. Uh, Next week, one of your favorite people is coming back on the podcast and we're going to have the most epic conversation ever. I'm so excited. I'm not going to spoil the secret. You've got to come back next Thursday. Same time, same place. I love y'all so much. And I can't tell you how grateful I am this week. is I've been just like very in my feels about how grateful I am for you guys and being able to be on this journey with you. So I love you so much. And until next week, go make something awesome. Take care. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com, where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.